0: Hey, fellow business building warrior, it's Jim coming at you with another episode of Silent Sales Machine Radio. Thanks for joining me today. I've got a list of questions that I thought through, looked over some notes and comments from our Facebook group and compiled. It's a list of the most common questions that we get specifically about e-commerce and more specifically building an Amazon business using Amazon creatively to launch a powerful income stream in your spare time from home. That's what we teach. That's what we've taught over the years to over 7,000 coaching students. Tens of thousands of people have bought courses and content from us over the years. And as we've seen these success stories emerge... Hundreds and hundreds of recent success stories. That's what this podcast is, typically, right? If you've listened to a few episodes, it's interviews with those successful students. Well, we've noticed some patterns. The same questions keep coming up over and over again. And sometimes we even we even joke internally. You know, we've got a leadership team of about a hundred of us or so, and it takes a lot of patience to answer the same questions over and over and over again every single day. In many cases, these are volunteer moderators that are giving up their time. They just love this community. They love what this community has done for them, and they love pouring back into it. And a lot of these repetitive questions are answered by the members of our community. Of course, I'm talking about our free Facebook group. We just passed 70,000 members recently, which is a pretty big deal. About the same time we published podcast episode number 500 of this show. We also passed 70,000 members in our Facebook group. Of course, there's a link to both in the show notes at silentgym.com. The only link you'll ever need as a fan of this show. But the point I'm making is these same questions come up over and over and over and over again. And it's probably questions that you have if you're new. If you haven't made any money yet online or you don't have any successful, consistent income streams, that are producing re- results online. Well, that's what we teach around here, as evidenced by all the success stories we have. We have about 1,400 tagged success posts in that same Facebook group. So these common questions often get answered in the Facebook group by your fellow successful business building warriors, by volunteer moderators, or by the coaches on our team. we got about 60 coaches or so. And I'm going to go through what those common questions are today. But if you're familiar with how most things work in the world, when you're new to that thing, you come in and you ask the wrong questions. Do you know what I mean by that? You could probably think of several examples. Just think of something that you're proficient at, something that you're pretty good at, something that you've done for a long time. It doesn't matter what it is, marriage or parenting or you know, archery or darts, a hobby uh, something, you know, maybe you're into acting and plays, whatever. And, and someone comes to you and you're like, hey, I really want to get into this, but I got some questions. Well, typically the questions they're going to fire at you illustrate their lack of knowledge. You can tell a lot by what someone puts into a question, their experience level, how serious they are about it, how much they've investigated and studied it. You know, it becomes apparent very quickly, especially in e-commerce. So I'm going to go over the top several questions. I'm not sure how many I've got here, five, six of the most common questions. And if you've been doing this a while, the questions might sound a little bit repetitive and unnecessary and uninformed even, but they're the most common questions we get. But then what I'm going to do is ask you the questions or discuss the list of questions of what you should be asking as you start to dive in, once we've got some credibility around here, once you've got some momentum, once you start seeing the stuff we teach works and you're putting some money in the bank, what are the questions you should be asking as this starts to validate itself for you? And I think even if you've been around a while, you're going to find some useful questions there that you could be asking yourself. Maybe you're not asking these questions. I would suggest that you should be. And to be clear, this episode easily could be a multiple episode discussion of the the common questions we get and the questions that I believe, based on experience, based on having seen a lot of people succeed and fail, the questions you should be asking yourself to build a long-term, stable, multiple income stream-based, profitable business using the internet creatively. That's what we do here. That's what we're really good at. That's what we've been doing for almost 20 years. So hopefully you enjoy this list of questions as I've laid them out for you today. Okay, so let's get into it. Question number one, why Amazon? Why amazon.com? Why the obsession Why 500 podcast episodes? Why a 70,000-person Facebook group? Why all this talk about the proven Amazon course when there's all these other ways that you could be making money online? Why Amazon? Well, here's the basic data that will hopefully convince you that you should seriously be considering Amazon. It's the biggest company in the world. There's that. And then you look at, in the United States, the strongest economy in the world, You look at e-commerce in that nation, it still only represents a tiny fraction of all retail activity. So if you look at the U.S., all retail activity, e-commerce represents about 15 or 16 percent of that economic activity of people buying and selling stuff, 15 percent. And that number is rocketing upward. The COVID era, really boosted it forward. It's not slowing down. It's going nowhere but up. That 15% will soon be 20, then 25, then 30% of the economy is online. So you got that in your head. Now let's talk about Amazon. How big is Amazon in that e-commerce space? Well, it's about half of all economic activity online. So Amazon represents by far the biggest e-commerce opportunity imaginable right now. There's nothing else that just from the sheer size of it, the number of customers who are shopping, buying, selling every day on that platform, it's huge. So it's the easiest platform to step into to start to see some results very, very quickly. Far easier, for example, than setting up your own website and trying to generate traffic. Amazon has all the traffic already. They have all the eyeballs already. So why Amazon? Because Amazon struggles to keep its shelves filled enough with the products that are flying out to customers every day in the United States. And no matter where you live in the world, you can get in on the game. I could go on and on. I could speak for probably half an hour on this topic as to why we're so bullish on Amazon, but the facts and the data back me up. And more importantly, all the success stories that you're seeing and hearing coming from that platform and from the training, that's evidence. That's why we feature story after story after story on this podcast of people selling on amazon.com, specifically in the U.S. There's only really one other country where we say, hey, you could probably just stay home and, and do okay. Sell in your own country and do okay. And that's Amazon Canada. But anywhere else you live, if you're new to selling on Amazon, we say, hey, start off selling in the U.S., We've got courses for you that can help you if you live outside the United States. We've got one particular course. It's found at internationalaz.com is the website. If you happen to be listening and you live outside the U.S., internationalaz.com. It is one of the modules that's included inside the collection of modules, the proven Amazon course, by the way, which is the only course you'll ever need. Has all our content and training that has anything to do with Amazon, it goes into that course, provenamazoncourse.com. So that's why Amazon, if you're not convinced of how huge it is yet, do a little bit more research. And we answer that question in various forms constantly. So if you're still in research mode, that's cool. Keep on researching, keep on looking around. You're going to quickly see that what we're talking about is absolutely true. So next, what can I sell? Okay, you convinced me. Amazon's a, a good opportunity, but what can I sell? I don't have anything I could sell. And if you hop over onto YouTube and you start doing some research and you you bump around on the topic of selling on Amazon, you're going to see that about 98% of the content on YouTube, for example, is trying to convince you to start a new brand, to launch a new product, or maybe to white label somebody else's product. I'm just going to tell you, having seen thousands of people go down that road, the odds of success, if you're new to selling on Amazon, the odds of success of you launching a new product and making money is so slim, it's irresponsible to try to convince you to go down that path, which is why we don't. We simply don't. There's a lot of courses and experts and gurus and software out there convincing you that you could and that you should. And yeah, there's enough success stories to keep that engine turning. But Based on our internal research, man, we could make a lot of money teaching people how to do that model, by the way. We could have made so much money putting people through that funnel the way everyone else is. It's an attractive funnel. Wow, I could have my own product and build a better mousetrap and have all these customers look at all these cool stories, these people launching products. The reason that that's such a popular model is because you can justify selling a very expensive training course with multiple steps and you get a whole bunch of people going through the process. And by the time they've been through the year long process and it fails, 95% of the time, that's the case. If not more, that's probably a conservatively low estimate. 95% failure rate for people who are new trying to launch a brand on Amazon. And when it fails, most people blame themselves because of the psychology of it. Like, look at all these things I've learned and maybe I messed up one of the steps somewhere and I wasn't paying enough attention to one of the details. And here I am on step 47 of the 58 part process and I've I've kind of lost interest. So really it's me that's the problem, right? And the people who build those courses rely on that. It reminds me a lot of the, uh, the stories told of the Heinz, you know, the Heinz ketchup fortune, you know, worth hundreds of millions of dollars or more uh, as a company. And at one point, one of the uh, one of the older gentlemen in the organization was talking to one of the younger men in the general, you know, it was one of the, the Heinz family. The story goes and saying, hey, you know, you know why we're worth so much money? It's because people leave ketchup on the plate. <laughs> that's why we're worth so much money. All that ketchup that gets left on the plate, that's where the profit is. And, you know, and good for them. They make a great product. People don't have to buy it. But when you're talking about these Amazon courses, I'm telling you, these guys are making a ton of money from people who never end up doing anything with the course and content that they've bought. And it's sad and it's tragic. And the refund rate is high and the sob stories are everywhere. You've heard them on this podcast. If you listen to 15 or 20 episodes of this podcast, you're going to hear how many people started out by saying, hey, what can I sell? And they went to YouTube and they started bouncing around looking at the random advice from from strangers. And they started believing the hype and they bought a pricey course. They filled their garage or their basement with a whole bunch of inventory. And they were so excited and they thought they would learned this great new system. But after spending tens of thousands of dollars in many cases, or a whole lot more, they still have all that inventory just sitting there. And that's, that's sad. So we take a very different approach. So when we answer the what can I sell question, We start you out at a much different place. We start you out by helping you identify, helping you locate right on Amazon the underserved listings on Amazon. Right now, there are millions of listings on Amazon where there's maybe one or two or three other sellers, or maybe there's no sellers right now, but it's a product that you could easily source and bring it to the shelf at Amazon, and it's gonna sell at a nice profit for you on a regular basis. We call this model the replans model. Amazon's already built the momentum. The customer's there. They're buying the product. Maybe there's a few other sellers already. That's cool. If you can look at the price history and you can know how often this thing sells and how much money it sells for, you can jump in the mix and you can be selling alongside all the other rest of us who do the exact same thing. In some cases, multiple seven-figure businesses doing just that model. And then once you've learned the platform, you can start to climb the ladder and possibly launch your own brand. We have many successful brands in this community, but we don't start new sellers off at that point. Just because you've got an idea for a product, you've got a homemade recipe, or you wanna make a bath bomb, or you wanna make a, a coffee, or you wanna do one of these things, that, the platform will chew you up and spit you out 99% of the time. Unless you know how it works. And what better way to learn how it works than to get paid as you learn? Some people ramp up into doing other models very quickly after learning our basic model, the replen's model is what we call it. Some people just stay right there, they build a great team. But when you say, What can I sell? If your question is, I want to build a business from home with flexible hours, what can I sell? We're going to start you out, 99% of the time, we're going to start you out, no matter where you live in the world, by selling on Amazon.com in the U.S., helping serve underserved listings. Again, that's the replens model. If you listen to 50 episodes of this podcast, you're going to hear 45 of them are interviews with successful students running the replens model that's what we teach that's the base model it flat out works if you do the work is it easy absolutely not it takes work there's nothing worth having that's not going to require sacrifice blood sweat tears and a bit of a learning curve we can't guarantee you anything but the model does work as evidenced by all the people in this community who are doing it 500 of us by the time you listen to this uh, episode this will have already happened You can still get the videos from the 500 of us that gathered in Louisville, Kentucky, and discussed primarily this business model. People all over the world coming in, building successful businesses, being part of this community. Some of them rise into leadership and create content or become coaches. There's a lot of momentum That's the best answer I can give you to, what can I sell? Don't start off with something you're interested in or passionate about or curious about or a hobby of yours. No, go out and find unmet needs in the marketplace on Amazon. That's what we teach you how to do and fill those needs. That's the best answer I can give you. Okay, so the next question you might have if you're brand new around here is, okay, how do I start? Step me through it. What are the steps? Everybody wants step one, step two, step three, right? This could be a very popular podcast episode I've learned that the magic of making titles by the way for products or t- for books or projects is the three steps you must know or the, the ten steps you must know everyone wants the steps what are the steps Jim give me the steps well the thing is and I'll cover this a little bit in the second half of this episode today but that's not necessarily the best question to ask although I am going to answer it now I'll clarify later why the whole hey here's step one two three doesn't necessarily make a the most sense that that tells everybody you're new to the game. Let's just put it that way. Hey, what are the four steps I gotta know right now to build? Anytime someone teaches you that, they're appealing to that part of you. that's the same part of you that gets all excited when someone uses the word free in a commercial. or when they were use the word you. That's a power marketing word. Like you need, need is another power marketing word. So like three of the most powerful words in marketing, this is just some tips for you. You and need and free are very powerful words. So you need this free list of four ways to do X, Y, or Z. That's a very popular, appealing phraseology because it appeals to that part of you that says, okay, someone's finally broken it down into simple step-by-step. But here's here's the secret about business. No one's ever going to break it down into a system that they can just hand to absolutely anybody and they can run and it's guaranteed it's going to work. That's not the nature of how business works. If there's not challenge in it, there's no model there. If you're not bringing value that others can't, that others aren't struggling to acquire, if there's no struggle, there's no business model because that's what business is. It's, it's meeting the needs of others, making it more convenient for than it would be for them to go do it themselves. So, you got to do some work to do that. Creating convenience requires sacrifice and risk, right? So, the business model broken down into three simple steps anybody can follow. Well, that's not a business model. It never will be. Never has been, never will be. It's a great way to sell a course, but it's not a legitimate business model. So, with your question, again, you may have forgotten it by now because I went on a bit of a rant, but the question is so, how do I start? What are the steps (laughs) for me to start? Well, I'll give you some basics. And this is a path that most people follow. First, they research. Because you want to feel very excited about what you're about to step into. If this is just the next thing you're gonna try, I've tried 40 other things and none of them worked. I don't care what that 41st thing is, it's not gonna work either, including this. (laughs) Because if that's your approach of, yeah, I tried it, didn't work, tried it for a few days, read the book, didn't really grab me. You don't have the mindset of a business building warrior yet. You've got to feel like this is something I know that works. I see the other people doing it and I'm going to do what it takes to make it work. You've got to check that box saying this, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be this business model. I'm blown away at some of the models that people wind up making work with the odds completely stacked against them. Like those people who are actually building private label businesses successfully, they probably checked that box before they got into it and said, no matter what happens, no matter how frustrating this gets, no matter how much money I lose, no matter how devastating of a report that I get about my concept, no matter what legal challenges I run into, no matter what happens, I'm going to make this work. I'm all in, nothing can stop me. You've just increased your odds of success greatly if you go in with that determined attitude. However, I would say your odds are best if you have that attitude, capture that attitude, bottle that, this will work, this must work, I will do what it takes. And then you apply it to the business model that has the greatest odds of success, right? You combine those two, now you've got something powerful. So if you're willing to do those two things, do your research, confirm for yourself that of the landscape of opportunities that are available to you. I mean, you've heard podcast episodes not too long ago, right? Right? On this show, if you scroll back in time, you'll hear people say things like this. I mean, specifically, I'm thinking of Ed. He was on our show not too long ago, a couple months ago. He said he's been in e-commerce as long as me, which is makes him ancient, right? He's been doing this for 20 plus years as well. He's tried everything. He's done everything. He's made a little money here and there. A few things got him excited. He wasn't super motivated by it, but he got into replans, the Amazon model. He's on fire now. Tearing it up, said he's never seen anything like it. It's the best course he's ever invested in. It's working. After you see a stack of stories like that, you start to feel like, okay, this is worth a shot. So where do I start? Once you're convinced, you're determined, you're going to work, where do I start? You get the proven Amazon course. You open it up. We have a getting started. It's just one page and it has some links on it. Here's the things you got to do next. You go through that. If you live outside the US, there's a couple extra steps for you to take. If you're in the US, there's a little less a little less for you to do to get ramped up. You go through the Amazon 101 module. That's one of the modules in the Proof in Amazon course. And then you go through the Replans training. And as you're stepping through the training, you're going to start putting things up for sale on Amazon and you're going to start to see some sales. We don't want you to go through the whole course. We don't want you to spend dozens of hours. This isn't like a college course where you study, 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 then hopefully someday you go out into the real world and apply what you've learned. That's not how it works here. We believe in in just-in-time learning, not just-in-case learning. Just-in-time learning means you're learning what you need to take the next step. You're not learning the whole process start to finish and then getting started. We don't do that because the process changes from time to time, quite frequently actually. There's always going to be more to learn. So if you wait till you know it all to get started, you will literally never start because you will literally never know it all. I'm very far from knowing it all. In the, I would even say in the arena of knowing Amazon and knowing how Amazon works as a entrepreneur, as a business opportunity, I've been doing this as long as anyone that you know. And I know at best maybe 15 or 20% of what there is to know. So I could have spent the last 14 years just studying because I don't know it all yet. I shouldn't get started. That can't be your attitude. You've gotta get started and then learn as you go. That's why this community is such an important asset. So again, question number three, just to recap, we said, why Amazon? Then we said, well, what can I sell? Now we're addressing, well, where do I start? Start with the proven Amazon course. That's where those 1400 tagged success posts in our Facebook group come from. That's a free Facebook group at silentgym.com. Go see for yourself, scroll through for days, all these great success stories. Now, does that mean everybody who does it succeeds? Absolutely not. Because remember, you've got to go in with a determined heart. You've got to change some hobbies, maybe. You've got to say, I'm going to do what it takes. You've got to do what needs done when it needs done. You've got to go through the steps. There's going to be some uncomfortable minor mistakes that you make that could frustrate you. You're going to buy something thinking it's going to sell for a lot more money than it actually does. And the opposite is gonna be true. You're gonna buy some things that sell for way more than you thought they would. So you're gonna have victories and defeats along the way. You're gonna have surprises, challenges, questions. There's gonna be times when you don't know what question to ask. But if you're willing to get through that period of intense focused effort is what we call it. When you're starting up a new venture, that period of intense focused effort, that determined period of time, for some people, it's a few hours, for some people, it's a few days or weeks. For others, it's months, but it's the learning mode and the determination mode. I'm going to do what it takes. I'm going to ask questions when I get stuck. So you get the proven Amazon course. You go through the steps I told you. Or better yet, if you've got the time and you've got the extra funds to invest, you could get a coach from our team. We've got 60 coaches. Go to Coaching.com. There's a link at silentjim.com to our coaching program and work with one of our most successful students that we've recruited and trained to be a coach. All of our coaches have a couple things in common. They've built incredibly successful businesses, and they have a teacher's heart, as demonstrated by helping others voluntarily. So we offer to start paying them for it because they're getting swamped with people who want just a few minutes of your time. Can I pick your brain? You know, that's the thing about our community is once you start to succeed, you're going to have 8,000 people say, hey, can I pick your brain? So the way we figure out who the most serious students are is we say, Okay, who sees the most value in what we provide as evidenced by being willing to pay for it? That's how we display that we show value in something is we spend time, effort, energy, or money. So if you spend money on something, it means you see value in that thing. So the way we know that people see value in our coaching or in our experts is that they are willing to pay for their time. That's what our coaching program is, and the results are inarguable again, listen to a good twenty, thirty podcast episodes and you'll hear it as a theme over and over and over again. So how do I start the Proven Amazon course? That's us taking our best shot at stepping you into and through the process of building a great business on Amazon. It has all the business models. If you've heard me talk about before, we've got a pyramid type model that we teach where the base of the pyramid is the easy models, the low risk, and sometimes not quite as profitable. They're a little more work, but things like going to the clearance aisle at your local retail store, scanning some barcodes at stores near you, looking for stuff that you can flip. The Easter egg hunt model, the constant turning wheel. That's a good place to start. Validate that this works. Maybe you sell a few things on Facebook Marketplace or flip some stuff on eBay. Some people have built beautiful large eBay businesses, but keep in mind, eBay isn't half of all economic activity online in the U.S. There are a tiny fraction of that. The customer base just isn't the same there. You can do great, but the customer base, it's harder to get people's attention there. You're fighting for the attention a lot more there. It's because the sheer volume of people who are shopping on Amazon is so much bigger. But those are some of the low-hanging fruit ways that you can validate, hey, I can sell things online. After that, we like to get you into the replens model that we've been talking about. After that, Maybe some wholesale or maybe some branded bundles where you're not competing against other sellers, but you've built some bundles that have common household brands, maybe that you recognize and buy off the store shelf every day, but you've you've bundled it together in a unique way with a unique product added in so no one can compete with you because they can't get access to that unique product that you added in. You put it in your own branded box. That's the proven brandbuilding.com strategy, another module that's included in the Proven Amazon course, by the way. But we don't start new sellers there. I'm talking about climbing the pyramid. So it's getting a little riskier, a little more work involved, a little more knowledge and skill required until you get up towards the top of the pyramid and you're doing things like consulting, helping brands get launched on Amazon, that sort of activity where you've got multiple Amazon accounts, right? That's the multiple income stream approach to Amazon, by the way, is improving your, your base of skills and then slowly serving others. Instead of just running your own Amazon business, you're helping others launch businesses, doing consulting, that sort of thing. But we've got courses for all of that. The top of the pyramid, the PPP model, proven product partnering, that's a whole module inside the Proven Amazon course. But we don't start you there. We start you with the lower hanging fruit so you're getting paid as you learn. So your question to me was, how do I start? That's a pretty thorough answer. I could give you more details, but I think I did a decent job with it. Okay, so let's move to the next question. Let's call this the what about fill in the blank, right? What about suspensions? What about IP complaints? What about competition? What about price tanking? What about, what about, what about, what about this? I heard this guy, I heard that one guy tell a bad story about, okay, let's back up. Before I address the what about fill in the blank stuff, and I've got great answers, I'm not gonna dig into all of them. We actually did a whole podcast episode where we dug into in depth all of the whatabouts. But let's put it into context here. I think it's almost unfortunate for you to start on Amazon, having never tried any other business models. I'll tell you what I mean. I, I heard some great business advice once from someone who who advises companies as they're trying to transition from the original founding owner to the next generation, to, let's say, you know, the, the child who's going to take over, the kid who's grown into an adult, and now they're going to take over the company. And the advice that this guy gives. Now he had helped many, many, many companies make that transition. And he would start helping them make that transition early on, making sure that it would go smoothly. Because again, the goal is, I don't wanna be the guy that starts it, builds it, and I hand it to a kid and they just destroy it. I wanna have my my kid positioned well to take over, maintain, and continue to run this thing bigger than I was able to make it. I want that momentum to continue on into the grandkids even. So what kind of things do they say to these people to help make that happen? That's a pretty interesting scenario, isn't it? Have you ever thought about that before? Maybe give us some thought, maybe pause this episode. What would you say to that person? Because I'll tell you one of the the most popular things that he said is one of the most effective things that he says and does to help ensure that when the child takes over, the business continues to grow and doesn't flounder. And it has a lot to do with some very basic human nature type of, of obviously, to the better degree that you understand human nature, you're going to do better with these things. And the Bible really does spell out so many of these things, such as gratitude, right? You probably instantly understood as I presented that scenario that, well, you better hope that that kid's grateful. Yeah, it goes without saying. Gratitude is foundational, well, well, how do you create a sense of gratitude? Well, you don't just do one thing. You don't just check one box one day. You've got to train that into a child. Kids aren't naturally grateful. They come out screaming for what they want and they've got to be trained. No, when someone works hard and sacrifices and does things for you, you've got to show appreciation and gratitude, right? You've got to train that into the child. How do you do that with a business? Something that big, that significant. How do you do that? Well, it, it starts before they're born. I mean, you've got to have yourself building all along. So it's not something that you go, oh, well, they're, they're 30 years old now. It's time to start teaching them about gratitude. No, good luck. Too late, man. So let's assume you've built that into them. Gratitude and appreciation kind of go hand in hand, but appreciation, you've got to kind of learn the hard way. And he teaches them, hey, before you put your child in charge of the business, it's important that they go work for someone else. It's important that they go out and try something else on their own, that they try to build something, that they work for somebody at a job. And maybe that job goes great and it takes off. They do fabulous. But you want them to, to get out into the real world and bang their head against the wall a little bit, stub their toe, wander around in the dark, feel the weight and the pain and the responsibility of trying to manage and run something of significance because unless they understand and appreciate what they're being given, they're probably not going to treat it with the respect that it's owed. It's kind of the difference between how you treat a rental car and your baby. You know, that car that just, if you're a car, per, if car, I'm not a car guy, but I've seen the way some guys treat their cars. It's like the difference between the rental that you're just going to use for a couple days to, you know, run an errand on a business trip versus you get back home and you're, taken care of, and you notice in the fine detail, and you're you're putting your best effort into maintaining and and making sure it stays operational. It's the same thing. A sense of ownership, right? You want your child to have a sense of ownership. How do you build that? They have to have an appreciation for it. Gratitude's the foundation. Having an appreciation for what it is they're receiving. If that's not there, they're going to run it into the ground. They're going to see it as a cash cow instead of a responsibility, an obligation, a set of commitments which is what you want them to see it as. What does that have to do with my list of what about questions? What about suspensions, Jim? What about IP complaints? What about competition? Well, the reason that I'm introducing the concept of recognizing what it is you're being given is because if you've never run a successful business before, let me just open your eyes to something. This is universally true. Ask anybody who's run a successful business of any kind for any length of time, Are there challenges that you have to overcome? Are there surprises? Are there expenses that sneak up and smack you in the head? Are there things that you didn't see coming that try to pull you under? 100% absolutely yes, 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 yes. And then some. The unexpected, the surprises, the difficulties, the challenges, the momentum is against you. Building a business is a constant push forward. That's why we say this is thousands of years' truth that applies to anything worth doing. If you're not improving it, it's going downhill. That applies to marriage, that applies to health, relationships, your bank account, your business. It's going to be work, 100% guaranteed. So if you've never ran a successful business before, you don't have a point of context to appreciate the freedom, the flexibility, the fact that your customers are right there lined up with credit cards in hand, pouring all over the website that you can have a piece of, if you don't appreciate those fine point details of all the benefits of this opportunity, then you're probably going to find it pretty easy to pick it apart. And we see all the time people that come in, their first business is selling on Amazon. They get frustrated. They go away. They go try to do something else. And inevitably, whatever that something else is, it is a whole lot harder than this. The number of people who come from doing some other business into Amazon is a far greater number than those who go from Amazon and go do something else successfully. Because the rest of the world is full of businesses that present even bigger challenges than what Amazon presents. So if I had to sum up this whole, what about list? What about this problem, Jim? What about that? Well, I've heard Amazon doesn't care. Well, I don't even like Jeff Bezos. What about that? What about if I had to put that whole list side by side next to the rest of all the business opportunities out there. The list for Amazon, the challenges we have to face here, it's child's play compared to a lot of stuff you're going to face. The margins here are so much better. The ability for you to find inventory, the low risk, as one of the great coaches on our team, Robin Olson, talks about. She says low, low, high versus high, high, low. Just about every other business you're looking out there is high, high, low, high risk, high barrier to entry, high expenses, high learning curve, low odds of success. Amazon, especially the replens model, low, low, high, low barrier to entry, low investment required, small learning curve, very high odds of success. If you do the work, people who really understand how the world of business works recognize that very quickly. But if you don't have the benefit of having ran full speed into a bunch of brick walls trying other business models, you may or may not appreciate the what about list and how really easily solved all of the issues. What about suspensions, Jim? What about IB complaint? What about competition? What about the pricing? Wow, you are not paying attention to the landscape of business opportunities out there. Here's, you know, I'll give you a couple things to, to kind of address the situation. Then we'll move to my second, my top 10 list of what you should be asking. But two things. First, if you look at the world of small business finance, right, guys that are in the business of taking a pile of money, their own money or money from other people, and, and saying, hey, okay, I want to put this money somewhere where I can make it grow. There's people that do that. Once you have a pile of money, you figure out where you can put it to make it grow. And that's getting pretty hard right now, if you hadn't noticed. It has a lot to do with the fact that In the U.S. and a lot of other countries, we created trillions of dollars out of thin air and threw it into the marketplace. And that money is wondering, where should I go? And I know you're thinking, hey, I'll take some of it. That's not the point. The people who have that money want it to grow into more money, not just spend it on things. They want it to grow it into more. So where do they put it? Well, from a big picture vantage point, one of the most exciting places small business lenders are putting their money. I mean, as evidenced by the, the two biggest sponsors... Two of the biggest sponsors at our event and of this community are people who do just that. They fund small businesses. Well, what kind of small businesses are they funding? They love e-commerce businesses. Well, of all the e-commerce businesses, what do they like? Well, they love Amazon sellers. Well, of all the Amazon sellers, who do they love? They love the Replens sellers. You know why? Because we can turn $5 bills into $10 bills. If you follow a system, it works. If you've proven that you understand the Replens model... Funding will never be an issue. People are throwing money at you, literally begging. Hey, take it. You want 20000 You want 50000 You want 100000 Turn it into a little bit more cash and, and give some of us back later, right? All these creative funding models. That's evidence that your what about list, well, what about this? What about that? What about these ch- challenges? I'm telling you, the money, the smart money in the real world is flowing into this business. It's not flowing into people who wanna open dog kennels it's not flowing into people who want to, you know, build a bath bomb and sell it in their front yard on a on a picnic table. You know, the money isn't flowing into those businesses. The money is flowing into people who understand the replants model. And then once you've got momentum, then for, even for launching private label products as well, the money flows there. Check me out if you want to follow the stat. I mean, see how excited the funding community is to fund people in this community. That's third-party validation that what we teach around here works. There was an episode. Maybe I'll stick it in the. Uh, I'll stick it in the show notes. It was with the uh, AcruMe is the name of the company, and I'll stick a link to the interview that I did with their founding CEO talking about the replens model. I'm making myself a note here in the show notes. You can go to silentgym.com. Go to the show notes for this episode. You'll see a link to that episode, and you can hear someone who does funding talking about comparing. This business model that we teach to all the other ways you could be funding small businesses. And then the other thing is to address some of those skeptics' questions that new people ask. Again, this is the top questions that new people ask when they come into our community. A lot of times they come in armed with their what about list. Well, what about this? What about that? What about? Go back to podcast episode 424. And you can hear me interviewing a couple ladies. And the way I found these ladies was I put a post in our Facebook group and I said, I'm looking for skeptics. I'm looking for skeptics who have really done their research and they're still not convinced. I want you to brainstorm for a couple of weeks as many questions as you can think of your what about list. Well, I heard Amazon doesn't like fill in the blank. Well, I heard this one guy fill in the blank. Well, I know this one seller, this happened to him. You know, let's talk about it. So they came up with a big list. And then we talked about all of it. That was the whole episode was helping them see Amazon through a accurate lens. I wasn't sugarcoating anything. Yes, there's risk. I've said that like, what, eight times on this episode alone. Anything worth doing is risk. It's work. It takes blood, sweat, and tears it's not a machine you slide a $5 bill into and it spits a $20 bill back at you. There's no such thing because if there's no value being created, that's just gambling. There's no value being created there. Zero value. That's not what this business is. It's not a gamble. It's about creating value for your end customer. And if you're able to do that, you're going to be rewarded very well for it. So go listen to podcast episode 424 to hear the skeptics and I hammer through the what about list Okay, so that was the questions that we get. And that took me a while to get through. So I'm gonna spend a little less time on the questions you should be asking. We're gonna fly through this. And if it's something you like, give me some feedback. I'll spend some more time on it. But the fact is most people listening to this episode today were probably in the camp of new. And they're asking the questions I just went over. Those of you who've been around a while, Here we are about 44 minutes into the episode. And I'll probably put in the show notes hey, if you've been around a while, you can skip to this part. But here's the questions that you should be asking eventually after you've asked those initial questions. And I think one of them is a nice segue into this section. Why not Amazon? Why not, Amazon? What's your best argument for why you shouldn't be building a business on Amazon? Instead of saying, hey, why should I build a business there? I want you to inform yourself and answer the why not. It's flexible. A few hours a week from anywhere in the world without ever seeing or touching your product, you could be building a business on the most successful e-commerce platform in the history of the world. Why not? Why not? What's your reason for not doing it? That's a great question. And pretty sure that whatever you put on that list, we're gonna be able to destroy it because we're gonna call it an excuse and we're gonna show you a whole bunch of other people who had that same excuse, who got over it, and now they have a beautiful business. Why not Amazon? Here's another good one. What hobbies, and this is one you can only ask yourself, but what hobbies should I start or stop. One of the secrets to getting to a better place a few months or a few years from now is to chip away at it very slowly by stopping habits and replacing them with better habits. What are the things I should be getting rid of? Maybe make a list on a sheet of paper. Here's the things that I'd like to do less of. I'd like to kind of get away from. And here's a list of things I'd like to move towards and do more of make that list. What's on it? Have you ever done that? I I encourage you to do it. And then set about with the internal motivation, just make the decision to chip away at it, slow and steady, replacing the bad with the good. You've got to replace it with something. One of the good examples that comes to mind for me at this point is when you hear of people who stop a really, really bad destructive habit. Like you know, maybe they're drinking too much, for example, and they stop. Quite often they'll replace it with a not quite as bad habit. They'll start smoking, right? So you talk to most doctors, hey, which is worse? Which is gonna kill me faster? Smoking too much every day or drinking too much? Not ah, drinking too much. is probably gonna take you out a little fast. It's a little faster path to suicide than is smoking every day. So they replace one bad habit With a slightly not quite as bad habit. I'm not suggesting that. I'm talking about like, let's put all the bad habits on one side and let's put all the really good habits on the other, like reading great books a few minutes every day, listening to great podcasts with you know in a disciplined fashion, getting into a community of people who are trying to do something significant. Who are you surrounding yourself with and spending time with, intentionally pursuing great relationships, for example? Are you staying in touch with these people? that you should be staying in touch with are you being intentional with your life those most important people to you how often are you checking in on them you know the friendships your your finances are the, is the numbers going up or the numbers going down how are you spending your money right those kinds of things what habits should i be stopping what should i be starting that's a great question instead of is this amazon thing for real right you want to get past the point of kind of investigating and looking around and trying to decide which of these 50 options am I going to pursue and get into something and pour your heart into it and then set about improving yourself by dropping bad habits. Picking up good ones. Here's another good one. Where am I headed and does this help me get there? That forces you to put a point out in the distance somewhere that you're heading towards Does that guarantee you're going to get there no it doesn't absolutely doesn't but it gives you a trajectory where am i heading and you hear us say things all the time like the, the difference between who you are now and who you'll be later are the content you're consuming and the people you're hanging out with right so are you being intentional about those things where are you heading Ask yourself that. That's a much better question than the first list of questions that I gave you about Amazon. Where am I heading? And does building an Amazon business help me get there? And I would say in most cases, where whatever it is, whatever that destination is, it could be a physical destination. I really want to go see this place someday. I really want to be at the point where I can round up my whole family and say, hey, I'm paying, we're all going here you put those thoughts in your head of, you know, where am I heading? What would I like to be doing? I'm not much on vision boards. You know, some people have their board with their boat and a car because once you achieve those things, now what, right? I'm not real big on that. Acquiring more stuff just doesn't do it for me. So a picture of a bunch of stuff on a board, no, but I want my trajectory to be moving towards being able to serve and do those things that God wants me to do in the moment when he calls me to do it. Because one of those things might be, hey, you know what? You see that person right there? Go give them a whole bunch of money, right? How do you put that on a vision board? I want to be equipped to serve when asked. I want to be equipped to provide when necessary. That means an ever-increasing ability to do those things. That means I've got to be growing. So my trajectory, my point in the future, what's that look like? Am I heading towards that? Does building an Amazon business in my spare time and dropping my Netflix subscription, does it do that? Does it help me accomplish it? Yes. If so, all right, let's check that box. Let's make those things happen. So where am I headed? Do the things I'm doing now help me to get there? That's a great question. This next question I have for you really helped a young man. I've told this story a couple of times recently that I was speaking with. I call him a young man because he'll always be significantly younger than me, although he's got a family and uh, their family's been through quite a few struggles. And I won't give you any more specifics than that other than to say, uh, he gave me a, a text a few years ago and said, hey, I need help making a big decision about the future of my business and my income. And I've got a couple of really great opportunities in front of me. And opportunity A was a lot of money and a lot of changes and a lot of new things and some some moves for his family and some of these things going on. And then opportunity B was, you know, same thing. And it, they sounded both kind of alike to me as he described him. Like one was really technical in a different area. And I was like, hey, I, I can't understand the, the tech side of these things, but we don't need to dive into that. But I just feel like in a, in a moment of God-given wisdom, I said, tell me, and this is the question I'm going to have for you in just a moment, tell me which of these two paths is taking you into the type of relationships that you need to surround yourself with? Or to ask it a slightly different way, does one of the paths pull you away from really good people that you've built really good relationships with? Because there's a high cost to that. Very high cost. Very seldom do we ever hear anyone teach us to calculate the cost of broken relationships. I mean, you can tie a number to that. You can tie a financial hit to the cost of losing valuable relationships, right? You can't live your life burning through great relationships and consider it a successful life. I'm not just talking about emotionally and spiritually. I'm talking about financially. You're gonna devastate yourself. One of the smartest things you can do if you wanna be financially independent, for example, is to marry young and stay married to that first spouse, right? I mean, that's just statistics, That's not theory. (laughs) There's no moral virtue I'm trying to shove down your throat in saying that. I'm talking about the raw data. Get married young, stay married, stay faithful. To not do those things is to lower your odds of being financially successful and stable long term. That's just the numbers and the data. You don't have to like it. You don't have to like me because I said it. Go look for yourself right? So those relationships, there's a cost to breaking those important relationships. So when I told him that, I said, you know, calculate the cost of the relationships. Have you factored that in? And as soon as I said that, he said, oh, wow, that makes the decision so crystal clear. Like, all right, cool. He didn't even tell me which way he was going. He said, that completely solves the whole challenge. Like, great. Well, here's the cool part. That was three years, maybe coming up on four years ago, probably more like three, three years. And I got a text from just the other day, and he said, hey, remember that advice you gave me about you know making sure I calculated the, the relationship things? I'm like, yeah. And he said, dude, that was so the right call. Changed his life. He was so grateful. I'm grateful for the biblical wisdom that I was able to apply because, again, relationships aren't a nice add-on to business. Relationships are the reason business exists. God gave us business from a biblical vantage point. The whole reason it even exists is to be the starting point of a mutually beneficial lifelong relationship. That's what a transaction is. That's all it is. So are you heading into the relationships that you should have with the business decisions you are making? If not, question those business decisions. Building an e-commerce business isn't about sitting behind your glowing keyboard by yourself, cranking out money. It's about getting into relationships with the right kind of people. That's why these live gatherings that we do, this 10th one we just had, theprovenconference.com, you can probably still get the videos if they're for sale yet at that website, August 12th through 14th. So it already happened by the time you're hearing this, but I'm recording this before the event. So it's confusing for me to talk about, but I think you can keep up. Attending events like that, getting together, small groups, forming a mastermind, building relationships, that is what will validate and empower and embolden you and push you forward to those little tips, those little strategies. Yes, those are valuable, but also just the quality of your life goes up dramatically when you surround yourself with other people of high quality and high character. I love one of the things that I learned from Robert Kiyosaki. I think it was in his Rich Dad, Poor Dad book. I don't love everything about the guy. You know, there's some stuff I don't agree with, but one of the things he said was, if you wanna pull into any town and as quickly as possible find a group of really good people, people that you can rely on, that you can trust, that you could work with, that you could do something with, he said, The safest bets to go to wherever you can find the business owners. (laughs) What neighborhood do they live in? The people who have built businesses are just some of the most incredible, high quality, giving, caring, virtuous people you'll ever encounter. And a good friend of mine, Daniel Appen, actually did a study one time on this topic and went through and looked at business owners who, uh, as a category, and compared them to other categories of. Uh, Like, you know, clergy was one, doctors was another, uh, lawyers was another, college professors was another, and just compared to a wide swath, if you look at large groups from each of those categories, who is most likely to not get themselves into serious legal trouble, commit like a, you know, a crime, harmful crime, you know, hurt somebody, get into, get involved in something that causes them issues legally. Well, by far the most virtuous group was the small business owner group. That was the most virtuous group that he examined. Above clergy, above college professors, above lawyers, small business owners were the most virtuous. I thought it was pretty interesting. So what relationships are you getting into? How about you get into a group of really good people, other small business owners? And I, again, would propose that you jump into our Facebook group We got 70,000 of us from around the world trying to build businesses using the internet creatively to launch and grow multiple income streams. That's what we do here. So here's another question I think you should be asking yourself. As I start to wind this episode down, you've hung with me for come up on an hour now. I appreciate it. I've done a lot of talking. I've hit pause a couple of times. You don't know that, but I hit pause, grab a little sip of water. So I give myself a little mental break, but here's the last question I think I'm going to hit for you. What unique advantages do I have? That's a great question to ask yourself. What unique advantages do I have? Another way you might rephrase this question if you struggle with it is, what am I grateful for? If you struggle coming up with any advantages, maybe we start there. What am I grateful for? And if you struggle coming up with anything for that list, you've got some spiritual issues, my friend, that you need to address because you should be able to rattle off dozens and dozens and dozens of things that you're grateful for. And if you can't, that means you're a very pessimistic person and you're kind of lost in your own misery and you're not going to be able to build much of anything to serve others very well coming from that place. So if you're there, you need to work on that. But if you can come up with a list of things you're grateful for, you can pretty easily convert those things into unique advantages that you have, where you live, the people you know, the people you've met, the experiences you've had, the connections, that the people you're connected to have, those unique advantages can really boost you in your Amazon business or your e-commerce business, your small business from home, using the internet creatively. I'll give you some examples. The people who have had conversations leaning up against a fence at their kids' sporting team competition of any kind or sitting in the bleachers says, hey, so what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? Well, I I know how to use the internet creatively to, to sell stuff. That's a great short answer that is going to resonate with a lot of people. I'll repeat it if you'd like. I know how to use the internet creatively to sell stuff. <laughs> that opens up some conversations. So just those conversations from the people that you know, do they know this about you? That's a unique advantage that you have to the people around you know that you know how to use the internet creatively to sell things. Tell them. If not, spread the word. That's an advantage you have. You're located geographically near some incredible opportunities, perhaps. We've heard people in this community, you know, one one of the great examples possibly is Barrington, a coaching student from several years ago, lives in Jamaica. He's built himself a couple houses, all cash now. He was a coaching student of ours, came to us, said, oh, I'm not sure what to sell. The only thing here on the island is, you know, people who work for the utility company and and, uh, people come into the island for tourism. You know, that's about it. Like, is there any local products at all? Well, you know, there's there's coffee in the stores. It's like, well, go buy some from the store, send it into Amazon, see what happens. His local advantage, no one had ever tried it before, took off, sold tons and tons of it. So we, we've had recorded conversations with him over the years. He's sold multiple coffee brands. He's selling all kinds of stuff now. He became an e-commerce expert on the island. People consult with him and he's making money 30 different ways now. But it all started because the local advantages and the conversations that he had what is it that's readily available near you? You know, the, the acres of diamonds in your own backyard, to borrow a phrase from a, from a famous story in a famous book, you know, you are right near huge opportunity. You don't have to travel far and study long. There's opportunity right under your nose. It's a matter of perspective. So what unique advantages do you have? Who do you know? Have you talked to them about what you do, what you're trying to do? And this is one of the things that we tell people who are brand new and have no money. Absolutely no funds to work with. That's fine. You can start making money using the internet creatively with no money. Tell people what you do. Tell your neighbors. Tell your friends. I sell things online now. I'll come take a picture of it. I'll list it. I'll split the money. How's that sound? Sure. I got a garage full of stuff. Yeah. Go to town, man. Show up, take pictures, put it on Facebook Marketplace, put it on eBay, start making money. Didn't cost you anything. Didn't cost them anything. Plenty of people have a junk pile. Busy people, too much stuff. They're everywhere. I'll let them know that you can help them congratulations, you're making money now. What unique advantages do you have based on where you live, the people you know, things you've been exposed to? We're even seeing people in the Philippines, for example, right now, where the average hourly wage is one US dollar per hour. That's the average wage if you work in the Philippines. So we're coming along and offering them four, five, 10 times that much in some cases to work for e-commerce sellers who need jobs done So get out there, whatever it is that you're able to offer the world, the connections you have, get in the mix. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Create a list of things you're grateful for. Convert that list into unique advantages that you have. Are you grateful for the people you know, the friends, where you live, the experiences you've had? Turn that into a list of advantages. Set about doing that. That's a great question to ask yourself. What unique advantages do I have? All right, I think I'm going to wrap it up here. I could keep going. I love these types of topics, but I think I'm going to make it an episode right here, right about an hour. You've done a great job listening. Hopefully, I provided some value to you. I would love to hear your feedback. If you listen to this podcast and receive value from it, maybe not every single episode, but you've received value over the weeks, months, even years at this point. Five hundred plus episodes, pretty incredible. I would sure appreciate some feedback. Either shoot me an email if you'd like, jimcochram at gmail. If you got questions, shoot them to me. We'll address those questions in the podcast. Or you can jump into our Facebook group anytime and get a whole bunch of people a whole lot smarter than me answering your questions, which that's a huge bonus. But the one thing I would like to ask is that uh, you leave us a review, ideally on iTunes, and subscribe on iTunes. That's where most of our subscribers listen is iTunes. And that's the platform we're really trying to focus in on for getting new listeners as well. It's the biggest podcast listening platform. So for you to leave us a review there or better yet, subscribe on iTunes, man, that really helps. That gives us a boost. We'd sure appreciate that if you took the steps to do that, but we're here for you. Our team has been doing this a long time. My partner, Nate and I, he was the guest on podcast episode number 500. We talked quite a bit about it. We've been doing this for 18, 19 years. We've coached close to 10,000 people at this point, 7,000 of them in e-commerce and Amazon and eBay over the past decade and a half plus. Pretty incredible. And it's our honor to continue to serve this community, to continue to bring you the best of the best ideas We want to serve you well. We want you to be a success story. And the last challenge I'll leave is, hey, if something that we've taught you, one of the courses or coaching has helped you along the way over the years and you're a listener, we'd love to interview you. Most of our podcast episodes are interviews with our own successful students, which is such a cool thing that we have going on here. Truly love getting to know the many, many creative successful business-building warriors and leaders from this community. And if that's you, please reach out to us. I'd love to hear from you, have a conversation, make an episode of it. You can inspire, encourage, educate others, and it will be a boost to your business. We hear from podcast guests all the time that an appearance on our podcast was a massive boost. Connections, relationships, opportunities. You will benefit greatly from stepping up giving in such a way that the wave that comes back at you will blow you away. We'd love to do that for you. But if you want to stay anonymous and maybe use your first name only, you don't want your employer to know, hey, we can do that too. Certainly we can respect your uh, your privacy. If That's something that you're requesting. We do that all the time as well. But let's wrap it up here. God bless you, Business Building Warrior. Been a pleasure hanging out with you. We'll have another great episode for you again very soon.